Hello, Katie Bug. Hello, Daddy. I've got two questions for you. All right. First question. <laughs> do you want to talk about pets today? Oh, of course I do. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad you said that. Okay. okay second question. Yes. Do you want to talk about cemeteries today? Oh, yes, I do. I am so glad you said that because I have got the perfect movie for you if you want to talk about pets and cemeteries. Uh-huh. Here we go. Alright, you would start off the show, but your mouth is full of uh, bread and jelly. Yeah. So you can't talk right now. And milk, you're having a snack. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to start this off. Hey everybody, welcome to... KateHomeTheCrypt.com Katie from the Crypt. Kate has a, a glass of milk shoved up against her face. She can't talk right okay. now. Okay. Oh, there you are. Hey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we are continuing on with our uh, Stephen King Tribute Month. <laughs> And what are we talking about this week? Pet Cemetery? We are. We are talking about Pet Cemetery. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And it goes with pets and cemetery. It's got everything you want in the realm of pets and I don't think it should cemeteries. be called Pet Cemetery. I think it should be called like the Indian circle that they got buried in. Because Pet Cemetery, it barely has the Pet Cemetery in it. That's the uh, the Micmac. The Micmac Indians. It's their burial ground. Until it went sour. Sour. Until it went sour. The background went sour. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about Pet Cemetery today. At first, I got a little bit of a gripe in the quest to always make a, a better show, to be a better host of this podcast. Let's eat jelly. Yeah, I try not to eat jelly and bread while I'm podcasting. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. You got, she's got football practice here in like an hour, so she's got to have a snack before I make dinner. I have to have a snack. And you've been doing chores. All, all afternoon. I deserve some milk. No, you deserve, yeah. No, you, yeah, you gotta have you gotta have a snack. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time we can fit in this this podcast. So I'm I'm carrying it until you can scarf down these two slices of bread. It took forever. But in my in my never ending quest to be a, a better podcast host for this show, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. Mm-hmm. I watch uh, a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. videos. There's, there's people I like. There's some I don't. I just listen to my podcast. Uh, you just listen to your podcast, which is good. That's probably why our numbers are so good. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you. But one thing I notice annoys me, and I and I see it both on videos and I hear it in podcasts. Not so many podcasts, fortunately. But when people say like, "Hey, what's up, everyone? This is." Stinky Fingers 32 or whatever. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is this is Pikachu fanfic 911 or something. And it always annoys me because nobody can answer back. It doesn't make any sense. It's it feels annoying to me. Hey, what's up? It's like Dora the Explorer. You know when she'd stop and she'd be like, "Can you spot the fox?" And he, I knew you could. You know, like the kids all say, "Oh, they're talking to me." And it's like, do grown-ups really think that? Like. I don't know. Whenever somebody in a podcast or a video says, Hey, what's up, everyone? Does the person watching be like, Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm just, you know, eating some toast, eating some jelly. Right. I knew you were having a great day. Oh. Now let's get on to this. Yeah, it bugs me. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't like it. I'm never going to do it. Maybe that helped me. Maybe people do like it. I don't know. But I don't. It annoys me. That's all. I didn't like it in Dora the Explorer. I don't even like Dora the Explorer. Well, I know. You're so mature. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Pet Cemetery. Uh-huh. This is based off the book. Pet Cemetery. Your uh, your piano teacher claims to have never heard of Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I think she's a filthy liar. I think it's impossible to have never heard of Pet Cemetery. You're what eight. if she's listening to this? You're, 
she's not. But if she is, now she has heard of Pet Cemetery, and she can honestly answer people, oh, yeah, I know what Pet Cemetery is. Okay. But she had piano lessons, and she's like, oh, what did you do this weekend? And Kay's like, oh, we watched Pet Cemetery, you know, for the podcast. And she's like, what's that? I'm thinking, are you ser- like, seriously? Like, what's that? What What's that? It was a... Come on, you don't have to make sounds while you're drinking. Jesus. It's milk. I know what it is. You don't have to, like, make sounds. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking to me. I thought you were like, what is that? Yeah, no, I know what it is, but you're, like, gulping in the microphone. So, yeah, so she's like, oh, I never heard of it. And it's like, not only was it an international bestseller, like, it's a classic piece of, of modern horror fiction. It's been around since the mid-early 80s, okay? But it also is a very popular movie that also spawned a really terrible sequel. But a really good, I thought, famous movie. I just thought it was really annoying. Oh, like Pet Cemetery. Oh, what is that? I've never heard that. I'm like, really? The, I was like, the with the Pet Cemetery and like the cat and the kid and Stephen King? She's like, I don't know what that is. What a, what a dead life you must live that you don't know these very obvious, very awesome things. <laughs> That's been irking me. I had to get that off my chest. All right, well, we're going to go into the movie, but we can't go into the movie yet because we have an affiliate that we have to talk about. Okay, so, but first, Blueberry wants to give you a free month of podcast hosting service. Go to Blueberry.com and enter your promo code CRYPT for that free month. Wah, wah, wah. Delightful. Hey. I took your bread away. No, you took my bread. I took your bread away. It's no. just, it's just, it's too annoying. No. It's too annoying. It's just bread. I know, but you, you need to be talking. Instead, you're just, you're just shoving just two hands of it, just yeah, shoving bread and jelly. I'm trying to get it in my mouth and chew it as quick as I can no, so I can talk. You don't need to do it as quick as you can. Just like while I'm talking, take a bite. And then when I'm done talking, then you talk. And then when I talk again, then you take like another quick bite. But you're like jamming like half a slice of bread in your mouth. And it's just really, <laughs> it's really frustrating. It's, oh, it's gross. It's gross. It's gross to watch. Like you're like a, you're like a snake unhinging your jaw and just like shoving bread down your mouth it's gross (laughs) it's almost as gross as this movie this movie's pretty gross oh yes yes it's got a little bit of gore it's got a little gore in it yeah but it but it doesn't play it you know it's not it's not a gross for it's not like saw or something this was this movie was originally going to be directed by george romero of night of the living dead dawn of the dead fame he was going to direct it but he had scheduling conflicts or something. The one that did uh, Woman in the Room? Like, no, that was Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont did The Mist, which we saw. He also did some other, some, some very good Stephen King movies, which you haven't seen yet. He's, he started, he did The Walking Dead, like the first couple seasons of Walking Dead, which is a terrible show. But uh, Mary Lambert filled in. I don't know what else she's done. I didn't bother looking up on IMDb. And so she did Pet Cemetery. I think she did a good job with it. It's, it's a good movie. It is a very blunt movie. There's no subtlety in this movie. And I don't think you know what I'm talking about, but you will. Because I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Right now. So the movie starts off, okay, when the opening credits begin, mm-hmm. it shows the pet cemetery right from the start. There's no mystery at all. To and this. it shows a skunk running by. And it shows a skunk running by. It's a skunk! It's just a skunk! You think that's the whole movie, just a skunk running around? I've seen this movie a dozen times since I was a kid. I know. For the first people, don't think it's just a skunk. 
It's not just a skunk. We wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't a skunk because skunks aren't scary only when they spray you in the face. There's more to this movie than just one skunk. I trust me. But the opening sequence, what they're doing, like you know, the the executive producer and music by and all this stuff, it's got creepy kids singing, and then it, it's just a tour of the pet cemetery and a skunk and a skunk <laughs> in broad daylight. The most non-frightening atmosphere that you could possibly pick for this thing. Also, that's like the whole thing of this movie is the pet cemetery, and they just completely give it away in the opening credits. I thought that was dumb, like kind of sloppy, and I've never noticed it before. But as I'm watching, I'm like, well, they just showed it to us. And here's why they shouldn't have done it. When the the Creed family, when they move into the house, mm-hmm. terrible child actor mm-hmm. is in the on the swing. As she's going up the swing, she sees the trail from the back of their house going off into the woods. And Tasha Yar from Star Trek Next Generation, when she's talking to Herman Munster, she's like, hey, what's that path leading to? And he's like, I'll take you up there sometime uh, after you've moved in. I can't I can't talk like that the whole podcast. That's terrible. But he doesn't even want to tell them, right? So there's a mystery. Like, ooh, what, where does that go to? What's, the, what's that all about? What's the history of this place? Maybe he wants it to be a surprise for them. Well, he doesn't want to tell them because he knows that on the other side of the pet cemetery, like, you can raise, like, zombie people and stuff. So he really doesn't want to take them down there. But there's a mystery. They, they kind of build up this mystery of this pet cemetery, but we've already seen the pet cemetery. So the characters don't know, but we don't really care because we do. So there's no suspense to it. I don't know. I thought it was um, kind of sloppy. What do you think about the movie? I think it's good. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the extent of your analysis? What does that mean? Is that is that all you think? We, we've yeah. St- yeah, we've still got like about 20 more minutes to fill, so you're going to do more than that. My kind of weird because you're drinking blueberry lemonade and we have blueberry. That's our little podcast. Yeah, blueberry is very po- Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've, I have a Simply Lemonade with blueberry. That's what I'm drinking today. Blueberry, he's drinking you. And it's delicious. And our and our podcast hosting service is blueberry.com. Can I have my bread now? No, you need to do some talk. You need to talk about this movie. This isn't okay. my show. It's your show. Bread later. Pet <laughs> Cemetery now. Bread now. Pet Cemetery later. All right. Well, let's talk about how the movie starts. So we, we've got we've got uh, a guy from Time Tracks. We've got Lieutenant Tashiar. I don't know anybody's names. We've got terrible child actor. Mm-hmm. We have Gage. I know his name because he's adorable. Oh, he's so cute. And we have Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. That's our cast. All right. The Creed family move into this house, and across the street, Herman Munster lives there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much this whole movie. I like that. I like very simple. Mm-hmm. So this family moves in, and what's their deal? Well, they're moving in, and they have a tiny baby. They sure do. His name is Gage. He is so Gage. cute. He's so cute. He's like... Two and a half. No, I was thinking like one and a half to two. He's still in a diaper, and he's kind of wild, but he can talk a little. He's cute. He's cute. He's he's a baby. He's, he's really adorable. cute. He's adorable. Yeah. They're getting... Un- like, the little girl, she's a brat. Terrible child actor. She is on a tire swing. Ellie? Yeah. Ellie Creed is her name? Elliot, I think. I think it's Ellie. I don't know. I think it's yeah, Ellie. Yeah, I think it's Ellie. And she's swinging on her swing, and she sees the path, and then the string breaks off the yeah, tree, the and she falls. And yeah, because like, it's been outside for a time. Daddy, oh, God. Yeah. And that's, that's when you first learn that she's such a terrible child actress. 
this kid. There's two of them. They're twins. Uh, it's like like Blaze and and Bo are their real names, and Blaze. Her IMDb says that she is a rapper, which means that she is unemployed. Her acting is just her screaming, and that's supposedly crying and emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just the worst. I they must have been like up against a deadline to shoot, and she was the only thing available. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. So, and, and you find out right then, yeah. So she's screaming, crying. I'm air quoting, crying. And then the parents, they have unlocked Gage from the car in his little car seat. Yeah. And um, he, he, they're like, the parents are going over to Ellie, and they're like helping her and making sure that her leg's okay, cause she, apparently it hurts. Um, and so they're helping her, and Gage is getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. He goes to the trunk and he says, "Kitty," cause they have a cat name, a cat named Church. Right. Yeah. Short for Churchill. He's looking at it and he says, "Kitty." Cat goes running off. Baby. Starts wandering off to the road. He starts following the cat. That's right. And he goes to the you road. You know why? Because cats are evil. The cat is leading this kid to this road because it wants to kill this baby. Because cats are evil. Stephen King knows this. He's the master of horror. Penny wasn't evil. Hmm? Penny wasn't evil. Penny was too little to become evil. And then she died. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that time. Nobody knows who Penny is, though. It's so, a cat. It's a cat we used to own. And so he, so the Gage follows the cat to the road. Here and comes the, a big truck, big the, semis barreling down the road. And the parents are running like Gage. Oh my stop. goodness! Get the baby! And then the neighbor next door comes picking the baby up. Right, right at the last at, minute. Right yeah. at the last minute. Whoa, that little fella! I said I can't stop. That almost sounds more like Jimmy Stewart. I'm Jimmy Stewart. You don't know who Jimmy Stewart is, do you? No. Uh, Vertigo. Have we seen Vertigo yet? A lot of Hitchcock movies. We need to watch some Hitchcock. Anyway, that's another no, Hitchcock. Episode. We need to watch some Hitchcock. That's another episode, Me. though. Rope. One of my favorite movies. Anyways, yeah, so Herman Munster is the old man who lives across the street. And he scoops him up and says, oh, no, no, you don't, fella. Don't, not in that road. That road's going to kill you. And then he brings them right to the side of the road as soon as the truck yeah. is passing by. Uh, they ask him, they say, hey, there's a trail. You know, they introduce themselves. And they says, hey, there's this trail. Where's that lead? And he's like, oh, there's an interesting story about where that goes. And he's like, and it has to do with that road. Because this road has always been a major byway for, like, trucks. And they're constantly running over animals. So that's kind of why that pet cemetery has been there. Because people's animals get run over a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that I think is really great about this movie. Is constantly through this movie, there's trucks. <laughs> Bless you. There's always trucks. Like, anytime there's a shot... If somebody at the at the at the road or in the yard, there's a truck going by, like it never stops, and I I like that. I, there's some moments of tension too, where you're trying to see what's going on, but you you miss something because a truck gets in the way. Uh, I think it's really great how much there's the the trucks play into mm-hmm. the end of the story. So that's how we meet Judd. Judd's his name. Herman Munster plays Judd. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got Judd, real cool, nice old man. You got the Creed family. They're a really great young couple, uh, good-looking young the, couple. Except for Ellie, she's not great. No, no, she's pretty. She's pretty awful. But everybody else is great. She must be adopted. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is great. Mister Creed, uh, the guy from Time Tracks, he is a doctor mm-hmm. who has recently accepted a position at the local university. He's the head doctor, and he's about to start his first day at work. Mm-hmm. He does start his first day at work. And this kid a does high not go well. Student that no, it's get- college. 
College student. College student that gets hit by a car and like his head is like torn. Yeah, he gets hit by a truck too, and it's yeah. really gruesome. They did a great job with the makeup. Like you can see part of his brain mm-hmm. and his blood. Like it, it smacks him right in the, right in the noggin. I don't know his last name, but I know his name is Pascal. That's it. his name is uh, Victor Pascal. Oh. Pascal's his last name. So yeah, this is his first day. Uh, Creed's first, uh, Creed's first day, and he's like, ah, oh, probably won't even be so much the paper cut. First day, what's gonna happen? And then it cuts to, and everybody's got this guy on a stretcher, and he's like, his brain's falling out of his head, and they're like, he was hit by a truck, and everybody's crying. It's like, oh man, that's the opposite of just a paper cut. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting with the guy, and the guy, the guy's dead on arrival, pretty much, and he's just waiting for the the ambulance to show him take the body of Pascal away. And he's like, you know, I told my wife, not even so much as a scratch, and you know, I did everything. You know, he's just talking the body. You know, it's it's hard on him. And the guy suddenly, like, spits blood in his face, and he's like, oh, my God. And he, like, grabs his shoulder, and he's like, the soil is sour, you know? And he, like, gives him, like, this weird, dire warning. Later on, Pascal comes comes back. He's a ghost. Yeah, he's a good ghost, though. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. But he's trying to warn uh, Time Treks about going over there to what's on the other side of the Pet cemetery. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got some opinions on that pet cemetery? Uh, it's kind of boring. Like the pet cemetery. The pet cemetery part's pretty boring. Out. Yeah, it was well, just a regular cemetery. You know, it's got little little crosses to spot or. Spot with Judd's dog. That's right. Spot was Judd's dog. Very good. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, didn't work out too well for Spot because Judd buried him over in the in the Micmac Indian burial ground. Mhm. And he came back, and he was evil. Yeah, he came back evil. It's. <laughs> It's one of the criticisms, though. Stephen King wrote the script. One of the conditions was that they had to go pretty faithfully to the script. They couldn't butcher the script a whole lot. And and overall, from what I remember, it stays pretty faithful to the book. But there's some parts that don't really make sense. So the family goes out of town to visit her, um, Tasha Yar's parents. Tasha Yar's parents hate Mr. Creed. Like, the son-in-law and the, the in-laws, they don't get along. They hate each other. So she takes the kid and she goes to Chicago to visit them. So he's home alone. And and he promises uh, Ellie that he's going to keep church safe. Yeah, it doesn't work out though, does it? Mm-mm. He gets a call from Judd. And the cat stuck to the ground. Yeah, the cat got hit by the truck and he's like, he's like play. he got knocked into the he... grass, but he's stuck to it. He doesn't look like he got hit because he's like not bloody or anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, unfortunately, because I'm a mailman. I've hit... A critter to in my day, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Don't look at me like that. Don't make me feel oh, bad. That's so sad. What did you hit? Uh, we want to. Okay. Well, I've did hit, you hit that peacock? No, I've never hit a peacock. I, I I've hit a couple birds, and I've hit two squirrels. Or I hit a, I hit a squirrel yesterday. Were they babies? No, they weren't babies. Oh. I hit a squirrel yesterday though. I felt really bad about it. I didn't like that at all. I like squirrels. So so Churchill being stuck. He was stuck to the to the grass like, so they had to, like rip him off yeah they had like, to like tear him off like off you the can ground. hear that sound that sound yeah it's pretty good it off. yeah they did a pretty good job with that it sounds movie. like you like ripping paper yeah he calls it uh, tacky tape off leather sounds like tacky tape off leather and that is what it sounds like it's pretty it's pretty gross <coughs> he's thinking about burying this and then pascal comes and visits him in the night and is like whatever you're thinking about doing don't do it he's like you don't need to go over there you don't need to mess with that and it's pretty creepy Cree wakes up He's like, oh my god, and he throws the like the blankets off, and his feet are all covered in mud. 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, he has been out there walking around with a ghost. He thought it was all a dream. But he's covered in mud and his sheets are all dirty, which is really gross because I do a lot of the laundry and I hate to have to wash sheets. They have a maid. <laughs> they do have a maid. I forgot what her name is. I don't know. Her character's not... There's a couple. Like, her character's like two characters in the book put together. She I dies think. in like the middle of it. Yeah, she hangs herself. Because her stomach hurts really. She has like... She has some sort of stomach pain and she's, she's always hunched over and she's very depressed. She's just a very sad person. I really don't know what her purpose in the movie was. She doesn't... She's just there for a couple scenes and then she kills herself and frankly, I don't care because she was so miserable of a human being that mm-hmm. she probably did herself a favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's probably happier dead. She's just like, no better, no us. Uh, it's just such a Debbie Downer. Maybe that was her name, Debbie. Keep on thinking her name is Edna. I don't know what it was. That's what most maids' names are. But then Judd, see, Judd sees the dead cat, and he's like, I've got just the thing for you. Let's fill it with demons in this Indian burial ground. That'll that'll do the trick. So Judd takes Creed and Churchill and walks them all day to this mountaintop where the Micmac Indians have this burial ground where you, where you, you bury something... And then later that day or that night, like midnight, it comes back. And so he does it because he's got a little girl and it's like she's too young to know about death, which is stupid because the kid's like 10. Uh, she seems like too small for 10. Eight, like, eight at the yeah. earliest. But how much death have you been around? How many relatives have you lost and pets have you lost already at the um, age of eight? About five. Yeah, I mean, there's death all around us. And this kid to be like eight and to not have like dead family members dead you know dead aunts and uncles or like a dead cat dead well yeah i mean we at least know that her parents are alive but i don't know about creeds but mystery i don't know it just seems it's like oh she's too young to know about death yet and it's like okay so what we're gonna introduce like some undead cat that's eyes glow and it's evil like that's better than just being like your cat got hit by a truck i'm sorry it's kind of silly motivation. I, I, I blame Judd for this whole movie. Everything happens in this movie is Judd's fault. Will you be happy whenever uh, Doctor Who dies? What? Oh, the oh our cat Doctor Who. I was like, Doctor Who dies? Oh, I love Doctor Who. Uh, no, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy when an animal dies. It's very sad when an animal dies. I don't want the, do- the, the doctor. Will you be very sad if Finny dies? I know you love him. Yeah, I'll be bummed. You will be, but we've got like twelve more years before we have to worry about that. Uh, he's a he's a pup. He's like two years old. He's one. Before before we even need to worry about Finn, he's still a, a young little fella. What if he gets ran over again? Where's he gonna get ran over out here? I don't know. How's he gonna get ran over? There's nothing to run over out here. We live at the end of a cul-de-sac. We live at, uh, almost basically don't tell a cul-de-sac. Where we live. I'm not. I'm just saying we live basically a cul-de-sac at the very back. Of a neighborhood. Like, there's no... The only cars that come through here are people coming home from work. And they're just pulling in their driveway. Like, the kids... This is in Mayberry out here. Kids are playing baseball in the streets and riding their bikes and stuff. Like, it's a a safer fin. Even when the couple times Finn's gotten out of the fence, when he's, like, dug a hole, he just goes out there and plays with the kids. He never Mm -hmm. even, like, leaves the yard. He just plays and then hangs around the house. I guarantee you, even if Finn got ran over, I wouldn't bury him in an ancient Indian burial ground. We bury him next that will make him come back as a monster. 
So, so he buries the cat, and the cat comes back, and it's evil. But it's sad. They're like having a family day. Yeah. And then they have they're having a little party, and then oh no. Oh, well, they're flying kites. They drops the yeah. kites. Yeah, they're flying kites. Family sitting off at a picnic table. Uh, Time tracks and Gage are flying a kite, and he lets Gage hold the the string while he turns around and talks to the family. But get the string flies out of Gage's hand because the kid's like a year and a half years old, two years old. And guess where it goes? Into the road. It goes right out into the street. Well, not right because it gets stopped. It gets stopped on like a little. Uh, yeah, pile. but that's where it's going. That's where it's yeah. going. It's going to the street. Gage is following the string, uh-huh. and wouldn't you know it, there's a giant semi barreling down. Uh huh. This has the recipe for hilarity. Okay, and they're all, and the mom notices it at first, and she's like, "No, get the baby, get the baby, get, get the baby!" Like she's really selling it. Like she's pretty, she's pretty so desperate. The dad runs, and he's trying to catch. Gage. Yeah, even Judd, Judd's hauling you know as fast as old legs can carry him. And they're trying to get there as soon as they can, but then as soon as yep. Gabe, Gage is going into the road yep. to pick up his kite. <laughs> The dad falls. That that he wouldn't have caught him anyways, of course. And then and Gage wanders off into the road. The truck wanders over Gage. And he gets hit. He gets hit. He gets he gets smeared, and we see like a bloody shoe, little baby shoe, ah, rolling so off into the rolling off onto the road, and the truck's like all on its side. And, and then the dad's like, no. I think that's a really well done shot. Yeah, because he's like screaming like no, and it's showing like flashes of like polaroids of like him him born at the hospital and then like his like first birthday is like i thought it was really good i've never i don't think i've seen anything like that in another movie <laughs> i like that i thought it was pretty creative a little footnote though for stephen king fans or or uh fair weather stephen king fans the book insomnia has that shoe in it the villain in insomnia likes to collect trinkets from various tragedies and when our main character goes to the guys like house secret or lair or something like that there's all these little little trophies on a shelf on the wall and that bloody shoe is on that shelf that guy gage's bloody shoe is on the shelf yeah this guy this guy uh got gage's shoe (laughs) it's like a supernatural kind of kind of uh fella and he has gage gage shoe makes experience in insomnia so there you go put that uh put that feather in your cap guess what we got to do then we got a dead kid we know the cat came back we gotta bury him in the same we got, place. We gotta bury this kid in the pet cemetery. Because well, we're I stupid. Have... So the so the fam what's left of the family, Tashi R and terrible child actor, they go back to Chicago and uh, Creed's there alone. Mm-hmm. And so and he's got a plan. He's gonna dig up the body of his dead son, go bury it up in the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Which sorta of makes sense a little bit because he is a doctor. So that idea of like preserving life and bringing people back would be fascinating. Not only on a personal level because it's your child, but also on a on a scientific level. Like, what have I stumbled across here? It's my job to preserve life, and this does bring back the dead. Like, what if I put a person up there? So he takes him up there and buries him. And then it shows uh, Gabe like his hand is like reaching out. Yeah, he he digs out of the grave. Creed goes to sleep, and uh, Gage decides to have a little bit of fun he comes with Herman back Munster. To the house. He reaches into like a purse. It's a doctor bag. He, yeah. he goes into a 
Yeah, he goes back to the house and he goes into Creed, uh doctor bag and he pulls out. He gets his scalpel. Uh huh. Yeah. So he goes to Jed's house and Jed's on his porch. Jed, yeah, he 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 was gonna warn. He, he was trying to stay up to stop this from happening, but he drank so much beer <laughs> he fell asleep. This movie has Budweiser all through it. Budweiser must have paid a ton to have product placement in this movie. Either that or the good people of Maine just really love terrible beer. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be a joke because Budweiser's awful. So, enough about beer. <laughs> and so Gage goes into the house. That's right, yep. And whenever Jed wakes up, he sees tiny, tiny, tiny little footprints. Yeah, little muddy, muddy oh, footprints so going into the house. And he knows because he knows what's going to happen. He knows the kid's going to come back evil. Because yeah, it happened in his past. Gage, is that you? Yeah. Gage, and he's oh, and then you hear the little, the little baby, <laughs> you know, that little baby laugh, echoing through the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's creepy. He sees a ball, and then he goes upstairs. Yeah, goes down the stairs, and he's like, "Gage, is that you playing games?" And he goes up the stairs, and and like pots. And stuff yeah, stuff fall down the stairs. Yeah. He goes up there, and he says, "Are you playing?" And then. Jed goes into a bedroom. He's like looking all around. Yeah, he 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 pulls out a pocket knife because he's gonna kill Gage. Cause you know Gage is evil, mm-hmm. and he's about to look under the bed, but then the cat jumps. You know, pops up out of nowhere, which th- this cat is prone to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Pops up out of nowhere, and, and and Jed turns around real quick, like startled, like oh, what was that? Oh, it's you, cat. And we see Gage's hand come under, out from under the bed with and that scalpel. Cut into his heel. Cuts his Achilles tendon. Oh, just slices right into it. Oh, gosh, that hurts to even say. And then Jed's like, ah! he, he turns around and then Gage comes out and he's he, like, He falls ah! over. Yeah, he falls over because he can't walk now. Uh, Gage shows up with that scalpel and he's all like, Argh. And he slices Jed's mouth open. Yeah, he slices his mouth. Jed's screaming. He slices his mouth open. Judd falls over. And then the baby goes, and he grabs his, and he grabs Judd's arm and then he starts ripping his neck. He, he bites his throat out. Ugh. Yeah. But it's kind of weird. The baby doesn't even look hurt. Like he has like a scratch. Yeah, he's got a scratch over. Yeah, I guess that's sort of the healing power, I guess, of the the pet cemetery. Because mm-hmm. even, you know, Churchill was fine when he came back too. And he was all busted up inside. You know, all of his bones were broken from the truck. But he came back perfectly fine, so... I guess it heals you, yeah, because Gage looks totally normal. But you're already dead, so. But it's weird. Well, we'll just we'll just skip right to it. So as this is going on, Lieutenant Tasha Yar is trying to get back to the house because she knows something's up. So she gets so she gets the house. She goes upstairs. There's Gage, right? No, first there's Judd. She sees Judd. She's like, Oh, does she see Judd? Did she Judd? Oh, okay. I thought I thought Judd was Judd wasn't hidden yet. She goes to Zelda's room. Yeah, she sees Zelda. There's the whole subplot of her. Of her dead sister. Her sister died in her care. So that's why Lieutenant Tashiar is like afraid of death. And then she sees Gage and she goes to hug him. And Like, and, but first the baby, he's like acting to pretend to be the sister. Yeah. But it looks like the sister. And he's like, and she's like, I'm going to break your neck so you can't get out of bed like me. Mm-hmm. Out of bed, out of bed, out of bed. It starts laughing. And, like, the baby starts laughing, and then the mom opens, she starts shutting her eyes and putting her hands on her eyes. Yeah, she's, like, hallucinating her sister. Her sister's not really there, and so she closes her eyes, and and then then it's Gage. 
Yeah, and, and he's like wearing a hat and dress. Yeah, he's, he, a, he's, a, he's a fancy boy with a scalpel. <laughs> and so he goes to, and she's like, Gage, come here, you know, because, oh my God, my son's alive and he looks fine. Come here, ignoring the fact that he has a scalpel and, in his hand. And she, and then the baby said, I brought you something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like, I brought you something. Uh, in that little cute voice, but it's like, oh, he's bringing her death. And then it cuts away and we hear her screaming. And like, we can see it slicing. Well, we don't see any slicing. We just no, hear here. Yeah, we hear like slicing, and we hear her screaming, and that wakes up, Crete, like from from his sleep. It's morning. He wakes up, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He sees footprints around the house because Gage was there and got his scalpel, and he sees that his scalpel's gone. So he's like, "All right, I got to end this." So he gets some kind of medicine in the syringe. He's gonna kill him. Kills the cat. Injects the cat with this stuff. Cat dies. He sticks it up the cat's bottom. He doesn't stick it up the bottom. He gives the cat an injection in his his bottom, and the cat falls over dead maybe it's a morphine overdose i don't know doesn't matter he kills the cat and he's going to do the same to gage because he realizes now in the light of day what i'm doing's wrong it's a horrible thing he doesn't know his wife's there though mm-hmm. yeah but first it says like like gage says like i play with jed oh. i play with mommy now i want to play with you how can Bobby. how can i have forgotten that it's like the best line it's the, that's like one of the best lines in horror movies and that's and that's when he realized, oh my god, he killed Jai, killed Lieutenant Tashihar. Now I have to stop. That's how I realized he have to stop. That's good, good job, honey. I got, mm-hmm. I got scatterbrain. So yeah. she's dead. Judd's dead. He he puts the the kid down. The kid puts up a fight, which is kind of a ridiculous fight because I don't care how supernatural this kid is. He's like a foot and a half tall. <laughs> You're not gonna put up. He's not gonna put up a fight. Like this thing's like stabbing at him and. Yeah, it stabs into his in his arm. Yeah, it cuts him up pretty good, but he finally gets the best of the of the undead two year old and poisons him in the most but, adorable fashion. Mm-hmm. So like he sticks it in his neck and he's like Aah! Yeah, he cries. And then like the baby's like, No fair, no fair. Yeah, daddy played no fair. And he falls over and dies. And then he tell you you would think like But first it's really cute because he like smothers up his nose and like makes a frowny face. He's like, the, the kid is the kid is a great actor in this role. Like he's adorable, but he looks mean. But he looks as mean as like a cute two year old can look. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay, well that's it. Like I just re killed my son. I've killed everything that came back from the grave. My neighbor's dead. My wife is dead. But I have he, a daughter. We think like I have a daughter. I need to be a father to her. No, 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 no. See that makes sense. What this idiot does. He, he goes and buries his wife in he the same and, place. He goes and buries her. And Pascal comes back and he's like, you, you. you can't do that. Don't do what I think you're going to do. And and Creed is like, but she just died a little while ago. <laughs> That's how he says it. She just died a little while ago. It'll be, right it'll be different Pascal. this time. And he walks through Pascal and Pascal's like, there's nothing. I, I'm, I'm done. There's nothing I can do at this point. I've helped all that I could. And it was not enough. And so he goes and he buries her. And then he comes back to the house and he's like sitting at the refrigerator. And then yeah, the door playing opens. solitaire. It shows the mom. Yeah. Oh, she's so gross. It's a great ending. She looks horrible. Like pus is coming out of her. Oh, she looks messed up. Which is weird because she looks disgusting. And, and he's like, oh, my darling. And she's like, come here, my love. And and then they kiss, which is disgusting because she's all. And she grabs a knife and like stabs him. And that's where it cuts. Cuts to black, and she's bringing the knife to him, and that's how the movie ends. It's a fantastic movie. 
but it it has some inconsistency because that end with like her like half her face is gone and there's pus and green stuff leaking out of her eye socket like she's wrecked it's disgusting it's fantastic pus comes out from my eye whenever i get an allergic reaction (laughs) okay well that's pretty gross too so (laughs) awesome but how come she looks messed up and Gage got hit by a semi? He should be like hamburger meat. <laughs> but he's not. He's he's perfectly Just a tiny He looks totally fine. Uh the cat was all messed up and he looks fine. Everybody comes back okay. Why does she look so messed up? I don't know. Like how's that gonna heal? And she didn't look me- that messed up whenever she whenever the dad saw her. Well, we don't know. We never saw her face. We just saw like her legs like dangling. Though, like, her legs were all messed up, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's all messed up. Like, the kid just went to town on her, tore to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was kind of weird. Like, what what are we supposed to do with this? How is she going to go get... Even if she came back normal, how is she supposed to, like, go pay bills or go get groceries when, like, half her face is missing? Makeup, makeup's dead. not going to fix that. You can't put any rouge on, like, bare skull and look normal. Wear a wig? I, I don't know. It's great for the effect, but it's not great as far as the plot goes. So that's how the movie ends. How how, how would you rate this movie? I'd give it about four milking cups. Four milking cups? I'd give it four. Yeah, it's not a five star. It's got... This movie, I think, could use a remake. I think it could be with more modern day effects and, like, cinematography and directing... I think this movie could be a lot... It's already a good movie. I think it could be a great movie with a remake. And I don't like remakes, but I think I'd be okay with one. And maybe with It, it did so well in the theaters. Maybe maybe we'll find some more. Maybe they'll dig into some other Stephen King stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see this redone in maybe some more capable hands. So I like it too. Uh, you've got to get to football practice. I don't like my hand. Yeah, your hand's sore. Well, we're out of time. We'll talk about your hand next time. Okay. All right, everybody. So, any parents, you want to watch Pet Cemetery with your kid? Maybe you saw it as a kid. I think it's actually pretty great for kids. Kate's eight. You probably saw it when you were seven. No, kind of for that. Maybe six? Like five. Nah, I don't think it's been that. Nah, probably not that early. I'd say probably like seven. Seven's a good age. There's only like a couple cuss words. There's absolutely no nudity. Even most of the violence, except for the scene we talked about with Judd, you know, it's all off screen stuff. It's just a really creepy movie. It's a good. It's a good movie. I was. I think I was like eight when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So give Pet Cemetery a watch, right? Mm-hmm. Agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we'll come back at you next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking maybe Children of the Corn. Yes! <laughs> Yay! Oh, yes! Yay! Finally! <laughs> I know. I thought about that today. I oh, I saw Children of the Corn once. When I was little, and now Daddy says, "Oh, we we already watched that. Oh, we already watched that. No, we can't watch that. We already watched that. You love children of the corn. Just once we watched that. You love children of the corn. All right. So next week we'll we'll cover children of the corn. Yes. Maybe we'll read the short story too. Maybe we'll see. We'll compare. I don't. I don't know how long the short story is. It's in Night Shift too. I think. So all right. So that's it. So everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, Enjoy the movie. It's really worth your time to check out. And until next week, stay scary.